Welcome to Rainbow Soul Vodcast, where our soul astrology comes forward to help you manage your everyday life with forecasts and deep dives on natal charts and queer perspectives on the planets, transits, and more. A group discussion about upcoming transits with tips on how to read these transits in your own chart. Hollis offers years of wisdom and natal chart knowledge with Brighthawk's positive perspective and Lacrosse's inquiry. We offer the complete queer astrology experience. Welcome to Rainbow Soul. Please help us by subscribing, sharing, and commenting and reviewing. You can also learn where else Rainbow Soul is offered on our website at rainbowsoul.show. Can you hear that okay? Okay. to Rainbow Soul Soul Astrology and uh, I'm Hollis and I'm one of your hosts for the show and we have I'm Bright Hawk pleasure to be back and I'm Lacrosse I made it back (laughs) (laughs) welcome we're so glad you did we're so glad you're back and I thought uh, we would start today with a little bit of uh, meditation with with the Hong music uh, the instrument that you hear is Bright Hawk's handpan, and you can get her music at her website, brighthawkproductions.com. So close your eyes if you can, put your feet on the floor if you can. Take a nice deep breath and just shake out anything that no longer serves you. Let it all go. And imagine a white glowing rod of light comes from way above in the universe, down through the top of your head, down through your spine, and all the way down into the earth, all the way to the center of the earth. You are divinely connected. you feel this energy flowing down through you and up through you, connecting you to what is above and what is below. Recognize that you are perfect just the way you are. And whatever you're going through right now is meant to push you into change. The universe is asking you to transform because change is the only constant. Embrace the new you that is coming into you now 
know that it is perfectly perfect just the way it is. As you allow these energies to flow through you, just take a moment to give yourself a nice little hug. Tell yourself that you're a good person. And trust yourself. Trust that you are being led exactly where you need to go that you'll learn the lessons along the way and that you'll integrate them as needed. And let any of those self-critical thoughts fall away. Take in all that beautiful loving energy into your heart and soul and know that it is true that you too can be loved. Well done, Brighthoff. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So I think we have a busy week in front of us. Um, and I, I'm not, you know, I'm going to take a look at this one step at a time, my friends. And that's what I'm going to say. One day at a time. <laughs> that's Just a good way to live. One day at a time. Try not to worry about tomorrow, but at the same time, listening to this report and being sure that you um, do your daily practice or make room for these things and maybe accept the changes that are coming your way. It's Scorpio season. Changes are on the way. And that's just the way it is. <laughs> Scorpio and change, well, they're one and the same. So... <clears throat> So, and there's nothing wrong with change. Sometimes change can lead us to the most beautiful places, honestly. So, uh, so let's see what we got here in deep in, because we are deep in Scorpio season now, my friends. This week, we're beginning on October 31st, which is also Halloween in the United States. Um, 
there, first of all, it's going to be a very sort of destined Halloween. So anything that happens on Monday, just be aware that it, you know, that it's, it's pointing towards, um, especially the wounded healer, um, which is Chiron. And Chiron is in Aries. And so the yacht is pointing in that direction and it's essentially aiming us towards the wounded healer. So be aware of anything that you might be bringing forward as like wounds that you've suffered before, but now you maybe offer healing to others, okay? And it also on October 31st, it's gonna be a lot of squares. A lot of the planets are gonna be squaring each other, like just kind of a whole bunch of them like Pluto and Mercury and the moon and the sun, Venus, Uranus, Saturn, and they're all gonna be kind of squaring each other in different different ways. And what I would say is most important is that this will probably be little things, okay? So when, when, when this happens, I imagine that there's lots of little things that happen where you're like, oh my God, oh my God. So it could just be lots of little things so try not to let the little things drive you crazy. So right. <laughs> where's the moon at on, on Halloween? Well, on Halloween, we're at a first quarter moon in Aquarius. And so Aquarius, as you might, you know, remember is that it has, a, it, it, it's, the moon is very favorable in Aquarius. It likes, it likes being there. It's a good thing. The, the positive side, the bright side is progressive. It's very tolerant. It can be very idealistic. And the challenging side of Aquarius moon, the dark side of it is it can be contrary um, or aloof and, uh, you know, a little standoffish. So like Hollis said, there's a lot going on um, on this this week and part of what makes this week so potent and energetically like amped up is we are in between the solar eclipse and we're headed towards the lunar eclipse so even though we're talking about october 31st to november 6th we just had a solar eclipse on the 25th and the lunar eclipse is going to happen on november 8th and these are big events there are big energies and you're going to feel it before and after these events. So this week has that energy to it. All yeah. right. <laughs> All right. Well, All Souls Day. Or Dia de los uh, Muertos. Uh, which is November the 1st. Um, has a T-square and a Yod. And again, the Yod is pointing at Aries. Um, the Chiron and Aries. Um, I just I just read a hilarious meme about Chiron. Um, you know, they were a centaur and uh, they had a lot to do with health and healing and, and things like that. And uh, it said they are the center for disease control. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible. It's terrible, but I had to say it. <laughs> but <laughs> okay. okay so but that's Chiron right like Chiron is yeah I was wounded but um I'm gonna help you know my neighbor or my friend or whatever um help them get over this same wound that I overcame 
So whatever that is for you, um, that's it's pointing to that. And the one in Aries tends to be uh, the warrior or the um, the one that starts things and then maybe doesn't quite finish it, um, unfinished business, things like that. Um, those kinds of things may find sudden healing, okay? Um, and related to the military. Aries is related to the military and athletes. So also if there's a physical thing, there could be some healing around that, especially being pulled with Venus and Scorpio and Ceres in Virgo are both very healing. Scorpio is transformational and Venus and Scorpio uh, can be transformational. It can also be a sudden change um, in something that's beautiful or, or something like that, something that suddenly changes um, and then leading to a healing process. So be aware of that. That's an important yacht. It's very destined. You, again, it will be going on from the day before to into November 1st, which is All Souls Day. And the T-square going on on that day will will have a lot to do with Venus and Saturn in Aquarius. Um, Plus the moon is conjunct. They're all at 18 degrees Aquarius. Oh boy. So, so <laughs> the moon the moon is conjunct Saturn. You know, the moon is traveling through Aquarius where Saturn's been hanging out for a really long time. So the moon lights it up, right? Remember how we've talked about when something's conjunct, it means it really amplifies the two of them. And of course, Saturn is massive. So, and Saturn is that, that energy of structure and the father and um, uh, purpose, intention. Um, and, and the moon with the motion, you might have a great idea. You might have a, you might. Or into intuition. In, you have a great intuition yeah. about what you really should be doing with your life or how you really want to, if I could do this, that would really help the world, you know, finding a, a sense of purpose that might be really cool. Mm-hmm. And in addition to that, the moon is square Uranus. It's square Venus. So those are conversations of tension. Those are, um, yeah, squares. So those are, that's the T-square. Um, yeah. And the thing about that is that with Venus and Taurus sort of pushing and pulling on each other and making it a little bit harder or challenging for you. So what was the light side of the moon in Aquarius, Brighthawk? The light side is being really progressive, being mm -hmm. tolerant. And those are the things you want to engage. These being are the idealistic. You, you know, that's why I said the idealism and, and like, the light lighting up Saturn, there could be some, you know, you could have a, a, a vision or a dream about what you really want to be doing or, um, you know, what would really make a lot of sense kind of thing. So there's, there's some big energies that way on, on November 1st. And on top of that, the moon is also trining Mars, which is action. Now Mars is pretty stationary this week. It's, it's, um, about to go retrograde in Gemini, but it's mostly just been just parked, you know, parked at um, uh, 25 degrees Gemini. So you and might so, find yourself having a hard time getting motivation. Yeah. So um, Mars is usually moves pretty quickly, but right now it's really slow. So if you're finding you're 
losing your get up and go or your mojo just isn't there. You're just like, I wanted to do this a while ago, but I don't really feel like it now. That's why. <laughs> that could be a big mm -hmm. part of why. Yeah. So try to try to engage that that the positive side of the moon in Aquarius. I find it interesting, like you're speaking about the Chiron and how like the healing and it goes like I was talking about earlier about the, the beaver moon mm. and what the point of the beaver moon is because we're in the beaver moon now. <clears throat> um, well, heading towards the beaver moon and then the snake and the transformation. But I made that I found that interesting because the beaver moon, like I said earlier, the animal is killed to use the pelt and i think with chiron as a, as as hard as it is it's taking that pain and using it for the good and how that coincides with the moon like the beaver moon mm. you know what i'm saying like sadly the animal has to perish but it's for a different for a higher cause and right right yeah. or yeah and that we honor the life that right we, i think that's what's important not so much that we took the life of the animal, like that's important and everything, but I think we need to honor it, you know? And I think that what you're talking about is like the indigenous beaver moon, right? Yeah. And yeah. so I think the indigenous people in particular have that to teach us, yes. um, to honor the lives that we take, um, you know, whether it be a cow or a chicken or an egg, um, but also like the beaver and other animals. And I think that that could, that could definitely remind us of that honoring the lives because, you know, the, the veil is thin mm -hmm. and November 1st is, uh, is, um, what is Dia, your, Dia de los Muertos. thank you for saying it in Spanish yeah. for me. <laughs> um, and you know, and it's all souls day. I mean, pretty much around the world, pretty much anywhere you go this day tends to honor the dead yes mm -hmm. um and so um you know that's what we sh that's what we're talking about here whether you're honoring honoring the death of a chicken or a cow that you had for dinner or the fish that you had for dinner or the beaver that you took its life and used its pelt for something mm -hmm. um i think that's important yeah yeah that's a big part of the dia de los muertos ceremony is that people make the foods of their dearly departed that that with their favorites yeah. and they make a plate for them and um you know it's it's uh classic to sort of have the uh, the flowers the marigolds so that the spirits recognize their altars to have the sweet to remind us of the sweet things in life so whatever sweets they liked having those on the altars, having uh, pictures of favorite things that were important, you know, it, it, there's so much richness in all in other cultures. I have to admit, I, I Halloween doesn't mean much to me anymore <laughs> for many years. And I also have Irish ancestry. So, of course, the Celtic name for Halloween is Samhain. Mm. So mostly that's what I've celebrated for a lot of years. Mm -hmm. is you know Samhain to me really kind of represents that um that honoring of the ancestors and the thinning of the veils and the ritualistic you know the richness of the 
life and death. One yeah. makes the other very, very valuable. Yeah, and in fact, Brighthawk and I are doing a special event on October the 30th. October 29th, we're at the Denver Witches Ball. And October 30th, we are doing a special event um, on, um, oh, this would be right after that. So it's called Soul Contact. I wish I had announced it in the last show, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway. So as we go forward, we're doing a special event where we'll be talking to the other side. So this is the header I, I, I see, was saying I see. was wrong. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so pay attention to the margin, not the header. <laughs> November 2nd. November 2nd. So the moon has cruised on through. Aquarius now is in Pisces. And Pisces, you know, the beautiful thing about Pisces is they're very sensitive. They're very deep. Of course, it's a water sign. They're very loving and very loyal. On the challenging side for Pisces, they can be indecisive. <laughs> they can be vague, they can be secretive, and they can easily get confused. So if you've ever dealt with Pisces when that's going on, and I'm a fire sign, so I've seen this in Pisces. But mm. the, the really cool thing about them is they can be very spiritual, very sensitive, very deep, very loving. And so the moon is in Pisces and it's trining Mars in Gemini. So remember, trines are blessings. And um, so the things that you might be thinking about taking action with, that could be um, use your intuition on if there's something that is speaking in your gut that says, I really want to do that. Might want to pay attention or write it down, journal. Mm-hmm, for sure. And um, the T-square going on that on November 2nd uh, will be a little bit more tension, but try to engage that more progressive, out-of-the-box um, way of doing things because it will help you move through that push and pull of the beauty of Venus and Scorpio, which is the beautiful of one thing. But then Uranus and Taurus you know, that could have a lot to do with like your gender expression, that could have to do with your, um, your gender identity, your queerness of any kind, um, that's going to be lit up and it could, you could be experiencing challenges around that. So you want to engage the out of the box, um, the out of the box ways, and that might mean that you're gender fluid that day, um, or that you um, allow both to come through. Um, or uh, for me, I usually embrace androgyny and say fuck them to the people that can't, or poof, as lacrosse would say, as anyone that can't accept your gender identity the way you present it on any given day. So um, so I just want to say that that T-square is going on there. Uranus could also be other revolutionary ideas, but it's going to be around luxury and earthiness and deliciousness um in in relation to a more stark beauty of venus and scorpio so i'm just wondering what that especially i'm thinking of i tend to think about trans women here and um think about how they must um struggle because of the ideas of what beauty is um and um i personally think there are many beautiful trans women in the world and um that the the typical idea of beauty is actually 
not really all that interesting because if everybody looked like that it would be a boring world i like more interesting looking people i like people that um maybe have natural colored hair or you know so try to think out of the box there are other ways of seeing beauty and beauty definitely comes from within definitely comes from within here so think about that especially with saturn and aquarius okay and the yod again but now the sun has pretty much joined the yod um and venus and the sun are sort of conjunct right so they're on top of each other that's what that means and they're part of Ceres and Scorpio, uh, Ceres and Virgo, and Venus and Sun are in Scorpio. So they're kind of pointing to Chiron and Aries, which is very destined. And again, Venus and Scorpio, again, I start thinking about the way trans women experience um, experience beauty and how some sometimes they can give themselves a really hard time about the way they're presenting. Um, and and also gender fluid people so again i'm i'm right back to that and about transformation of that and maybe finding a different way to present that and a different way to come through especially with chiron and aries it's you know it's destined to be the way it is so um allow the destiny to come through and pull you forward so November 3rd, um, well, what do we got going on with the moon, Brighthawk? Well, November 3rd, the moon is still traveling through Pisces and it's part of that rectangle you're talking about there. It has a lot of blessings. So the moon in Pisces, remember we're working with that um, loving and loyal energy with the moon in Pisces and um, <clears throat> it trines Venus it sextiles Uranus and the North Node, and it also trines Mercury. So if you remember, trines are blessing and sextiles are blessings. You can always remember sextile because you want the planets to have sex, okay? <laughs> so what is that? You, why don't you tell us a little bit about what that okay. means, besides a lot of blessings, moon and Pisces? Well, this is very interesting because the moon um, sextiling Venus like with Venus involved, especially since Venus is also in this rectangle in Scorpio, um, Venus is in Scorpio and Venus in Scorpio can sometimes be, um, can be represented by sort of women that we think of um, that are um, like, like, uh, like you fall in love with them, like you have sex with them once and you fall in love with them and you're forever enamored by them. That's a Venus and Scorpio type of person or a type of identity, okay? But it can also bring that part of us or that desire within us upwards. Um, it can bring that Venus and Scorpio energy up within ourselves that we all have, that sort of... Um, sort of obsessive love, um, but it can also be transformational love and um, beauty that is sort of like profound um, in a different type of way, especially because the moon is in um, Pisces and it's sextiling Uranus and the North Node. And so I'm gonna say, 
friends, if you are trans or non-binary or gender variant of any kind and something happens this week, it is destined to happen, especially around your identity. Like you get your license changed, like you change your name, like you uh, you know start start hormones or stop hormones or get a surgery or whatever has to do with your gender expression or your queerness, including I just came out, okay? All of those parts are all very destined because it's on the North Node, okay? And it's with Venus, it's sextiling it. So this is gonna make your beauty come forward, okay? Because yes, androgynous and transgender people can be beautiful, okay? And this is going to bring that beauty forward in a destined kind of way, okay? It's gonna bring queerness out in a beautiful kind of way. So I also wouldn't be surprised to see something happen um, in this area, okay? So, you know, like um, currently there's a lot of fighting about banned books and shit like that, okay? Craziness going on in some parts of the United States. And instead of that happening, maybe something good happens in another part of the country or or those or those laws get overturned or something like that. So it would be some sort of beautiful thing, okay? Some sort of beautiful thing or way of celebrating queerness, okay? And I would also say that the moon trining Mercury is going to mean that we'll be able to speak our um, intuition in a good way. So if you are a reader, if you're psychic, if you are doing, these are good days. The first, from, from November 1st onwards, these are good days for you to be tapping into that, okay? Because the moon is in Pisces and Pisces is very psychic sign and so is Scorpio, okay? So we have a lot going on in there. Mm -hmm. And so you wanna um, engage in that. And with this rectangle, I would say that what's gonna happen is those things are gonna happen and it's gonna unfold your life in a way that will be more beautiful. So um, it could just be as simple as someone in your family saying, I understand now why you're trans and I love you just the way you are. It could be something that simple. Okay, friends, and that it seems simple to some of us, but a lot of us that have been through that journey know that there's more to that. When someone does that, when someone finally comes around um, and realizes that it's okay to be trans or whatever, and they say that to you, it means more than you can imagine. Um, when someone uses the appropriate pronoun or uh, recognizes your boyfriend or girlfriend, um, those kinds of things are really important to queers. And uh, so something like that could also happen. It could also just be something that you are meant to do in life coming together, okay? Starting to build up, starting to happen. And that's the rectangle. It's Think of it as the foundation of your destiny, okay? The foundation of your destiny. That's how I talk about the rectangle. If it's in your birth chart, I would say that you are destined to do things involving the planets within it. Um, and if it's as an aspect, I would say that it's setting the foundation for your destiny. Mm -hmm. And with that yod still going on with the point at Chiron, 
um, whatever's going on for you will probably heal others. You might be an example to others, okay? I like to try to be an example to other people that you don't have to go through surgery to be transgender and that you can be trans and be androgynous and those and that there's a lot of meaning in social transition, um, emotional transition, and um, mental transition. There's a lot in that. And spiritual transition, don't ignore that part because that's important too. Um, and the biggest challenge will be that T-square um, with Venus and Scorpio again. And remember I told you the shadow side of, of Venus and Scorpio is that sort of like when you think of that woman that you fall for, that's really bad for you. Okay, that kind of thing where when the type of women, I can think of women in my head right away that are like red flags that I'm like, yeah, don't, mm, don't, mm, yeah, no, she's probably bad news. Like she's gonna do something mean. <laughs> um, and that's what I'm talking about. That's Venus and Scorpio. Um, not all the time, but there's definitely a part of that that exists within Venus and Scorpio. And that in opposition um, to Uranus and Taurus, again, starts to make me think about trans women. And trans women definitely have to deal with mean girls. So um, just wanna say, you know, be careful of any mean girls and try to instead go to, towards your out of the box approach, okay? And that's your answer to it. So if that kind of Venus and Scorpio energy is happening, it can also be kind of sexual. Um, and if that kind of energy is coming up for you and it's pulling on maybe your gender identity or something like that, try to engage in the out-of-box way to deal with it, okay? And um, the next day is November 4th. Um, <laughs> and I'm gonna say that this week, it actually, I don't know. It's just very destined. Is everything I feel is like destined. we're getting really repetitive about being in a very destined week. It is. It is very destined. And where's the moon at? So I guess you would call it a void moon because it's at 29 degrees Pisces. Mm. Um, it is conjunct Jupiter, though. So that's kind of a big deal. Um, the moon is also squaring Mars and Gemini. And the moon is also conjunct Neptune. Wow. So it's, um, yeah, I know those. Uh, so I guess Jupiter and Neptune are pretty close, eh? Yeah, it sounds like Jupiter, Neptune, and the moon are all kind of conjunct with each other. Yeah. Which could do an interesting. Um, Crowded house in Pisces. <laughs> yeah, it could do an interesting thing on the way you see things. Um, okay, so Neptune is about the way you see things. Water can, um, Pisces can sometimes be deceptive, okay? And Jupiter ha is in retrograde and Jupiter can kind of get kind of washed away in Pisces because it's, a, it's, it's not, it's like, whoa, what am I doing in all this water? Okay, Jupiter's kind of like, oh, right? <laughs> and uh, it's, it, it's usually, it's, it, it's ruled by Sagittarius. So it's a little bit, usually a little bit more fiery. Um, and it usually has a lot to do with good with luck and things like that. So um, your vision of how you see things or how you see your luck, 
how you see your um, your philosophies and your ideas could definitely be skewed or changed at this time. Okay, this is when that challenging part of Pisces where it can get indecisive and wishy-washy and with all of this going on that's that's part of what is going to make it challenging it can get it can feel confusing i don't know i don't know what to do i don't know november 4th that might be a day that will challenge being able to make decisions for sure um, for sure and the thing is is that it's going to be squaring all three of them are going to be squaring mars and gemini yeah so, so if so given that, is given that my suggestion would be if you have a choice if you can put off a decision if you can make it before the fourth or after the fourth it it's going to be what it's going to be with all these yods the destiny is just you know follow along you know see what's what makes the most sense but i i wouldn't be surprised if november 4th feels like why can't I make a decision to save myself? That that kind of feeling. So having some flexibility with yourself and not making uh, yourself make big decisions on the fourth might be helpful. <laughs> I'm curious, like now Pisces is somewhat about illusions mm -hmm. as well. So mm -hmm. I think that's another caution that what you think might be the right decision may not be the right decision. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. So mm -hmm. or that's what or yeah. action, you know. Yeah. So in other words, just really just don't do it if you even if you think it's the right thing, because that might be an illusion. Exactly. And I think just delaying, yeah, I would absolutely agree across. And like just delaying doing things if you can on November. Yeah, 4th. not making a choice is a choice. Mm. I've done that. And I have always been grateful when I have, because sometimes you just go to sleep and the next day you get up and those planets are no longer at play and things suddenly become clearer. And you can always come up into your dreams, right? The yeah. answer could come into your dreams and I'm more likely to listen to a dream uh, if it makes sense, if that makes sense, yeah. yeah. So, um, and the two yods, you know, we still have that yod pointing at Chiron and Aries but now another yod will form in the sky at the same time, um, and it will be pointing at Ceres in Virgo. So mother's motherhood or things to do with your mother uh, could become very destined on this day, especially pooling from Chiron and Aries, which is about the wounded healer, and Saturn in Aquarius, which is unusualness something having to do with mother or motherhood or so it could be your mother or the way you view motherhood or um the something you know with yourself as a mother if you happen to be a mother because right, um, virgo is very nurturing mm -hmm, with series in virgo so the things that you are nurturing the things that you are mothering and nurturing and taking mm -hmm. care of yeah including your plants very positive <laughs> Yeah, yeah, including plants, furry ones. Mm -hmm. Your animals, yep. The T-square going on is still going on in the same way that was going on before. Again, you want to stay engaged in the out of the box. I really think that's going to be the this week's theme is to really try to engage and pay attention to those out of the box answers. 
And, you know, if your vision is kind of skewed on this day, just try to wait till the next day if you can. Yeah, because the next day, <laughs> the moon moves into Aries. And so the moon in Aries is pretty happy. Uh, Aries is very energetic. It's the beginning of the zodiac. So there's action. It's optimistic. It's idealistic. Yeah, yeah, let's get going challenging side is that it can be very impulsive <laughs> uh possibly opinionated and vain <laughs> but uh let's stick to the idealistic let's go get it rah 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 uh energetic optimistic aries moon well it'll be conjunct chiron so. it's exactly what i was about to say it's mm -hmm. conjunct chiron and it's trining the midheaven okay okay so the fact that it's conjunct Chiron um, tells us a lot about intuition and the wounded healer, okay? So that's the Chiron is the wounded healer. It just means a wound that you've suffered that may be hard to heal, that um, maybe you help others understand within themselves or you teach others with it. That's the wounded healer. Um, that's Chiron. And, you know, because of the story of Chiron, um, Oh, and I don't know the whole story that well, and I kind of wish I did. But um, but the the moon in Aries and Chiron in Aries, that's where the point of the yacht is going to be. So I'm wondering about intuition. I'm thinking intuition and emotion around that wound. But whatever happens around that, just know it was meant to be, okay? Especially also having to do with motherhood, because the moon also rules motherhood, yeah. and Ceres is also involved in the Yod. Yeah. And so it could be a change, and maybe your mother all of a sudden comes to um, understanding of your gender identity, or your mother awakens to accept you as you are, or or you uh, have to accept something of your children that maybe is hard for you to accept. Um, and motherhood is definitely going to be engaged this week. Okay, so November 5th, um, like I'm saying, is that, you know, the moon and Chiron are the point of the yacht. So especially around motherhood, or mothering or something like that is going to probably come up in your life. And you just need to probably embrace it to the best of your ability. It is destined to go this way. Maybe for reasons that you don't understand, especially like if your mom says something or a mother says something that is rather sharp um, or a mother figure says something that's rather sharp um, or is kind of opinionated. <laughs> Um, maybe even something that's kind of true or only partially true. Um, just be aware that it's meant to be this way, even if it causes separation. Sometimes I think that you are meant to separate from your children or from your mother. Um, sometimes I think it's necessary part of growing up. And um, sometimes I think it's part of the way it needs to be. So, um you know, allow things to unfold and just watch and see what happens. Try not to get too caught up in the emotion of that. Um, especially that yod with all that mothering energy and Mercury and Scorpio makes me go, hmm, <laughs> November 5th. Um, the November 5th, the only other thing that I see is the T-square, which has been going on for a while. So if you're still struggling with things, know that it, it's going through this whole week. 
this T square has been been present most of the week, but it is creating a little bit of challenge around the yods. So, you know, uh, remember that even challenging times are meant to happen. Um, usually they're meant to teach us something and help us change something. Usually you have to change something. So try not to resist the change. So if you find yourself holding on to old ways, try to try to see if there's a way you could let it go. Um, November the 6th. Well, the moon has moved deeper into Aries and it's squaring Pluto. Oh boy. Yeah. Okay. And uh, that's intuition and motherhood and things like that and emotions, which is moon. And it's squaring Pluto, which is about death and rebirth, which is a challenge. Square, it's technically a challenge, but what ends up happening is that it's a challenge that teaches you something, okay? It's a challenge that comes through and blesses you. The interesting thing is that there's also, um, on that same day, there are two yods and a grand trine. So I feel like there's going to be some parts of the day that are easier. It's going to start feeling like things are getting easier, but the destiny and fate thing is still going on. Okay, we're still watching fate happening with um, maybe some wounds, um, especially in Aries. I'm wondering about the war and things like that. Like what's going to go on around that? Um, because Chiron and Aries has a lot to do with military. Um, and so we could see some pro progress maybe. Um, I, 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 I don't want to say that it would be a blessing because um, uh, it, could, it could mean that we go deeper into that or another country gets involved or some other political crap happens around that that doesn't exactly excite most of us. Okay, and um, the Grand Trine though with Venus and Scorpio, and that's that beautiful energy with the sexuality, Lilith in Cancer. Um, that, that seems like a um, unusual place for Lilith to be, but I'm sure it's not. But, um, you know, it will be about home and beauty, independence of your home, um, how you find independence in your home, you know. Um, if you are, you know, still living at home with your parents, there's something liberating about having your own home, as scary as it is to move out on your own, honestly, honestly. Once you get to the other side, you'll be like, why didn't I do this before? What made me wait so long? <laughs> you'll be so much happier not living with your parents. Um, and if you can make that happen somehow, do it. Neptune and Pisces, uh, part of that grand trine too. So this is a grand trine in water. So I feel like you're going to have some awakenings around um, emotional beauty and emotional independence. So that's excellent. The challenges will be the two T-squares, the same T-square that we've been dealing with most of the week. So there could be something going on in general, especially about saying sharp things or doing sharp things or both, um, and having to do with Saturn in Aquarius, which is out of the box. Um, and that's that's what you want to lean towards, the out of the box answer. Because if you pull into that push and pull of Mercury and the Sun in Scorpio and the uh, Venus in Scorpio with Uranus and Taurus, 
the revolutionary um, revolutionary Uranus and Taurus um, could also be challenging, okay, if you engage too much in that. Um, it could just increase the challenge is what I feel like it does. You kind of get lost in that ping pong game of those oppositions. Because what's essentially a T-square is, is is one planet is, is in opposition to another planet completely across. So in opposition means we're pulling in two different directions. And then if you go the middle route, though, I feel like that resolves your problem. Okay? So the other T-square is with... Um, with Pluto and Pallas, Pluto um, in Capricorn and Pallas in Cancer. I feel like those two are going to be pooling on each other. And if you engage the moon in Aries, you'll be better off for yourself. So, and that's November the 6th. Mm -hmm. And the moon in Aries is, yeah, like go exercise, go take a walk. Okay. Instead of engaging in the uh, argument, that could be happening going on or the strategies going on or um, making up stories, just go for a walk or go engage yourself um, in a physical way somehow, um, exer exercise or something like that. Yeah. Okay. And then to finish up the week, mm -hmm. oh, did we not? Yeah, I didn't take it to the seventh. Okay, well, I just wanna say the big news, the seventh, the eighth, the eighth is going to be a lunar eclipse on the United States election day. Hmm. So yeah, hold on to your hats. <laughs> it's oh, a ride. And you know, we'll talk about that next time on Soul Astrology. But <clears throat> this these these are uh potent days, and I'm sure everyone's been feeling that. So Thinking really good about, to keep your practices at this point. Thinking about the United States moon square Pluto on the 6th. Mm. So the 6th, just a couple of days before election day, we're probably going to see some bullshit politics going on. Mm. So um, some, when I say Not bullshit politics, yeah. I mean the same old crap of Ugliness. people cheating people and not doing it right and being out of integrity and lying or the other stupid political thing where they act like they're six years old and call each other names um, and that kind of shit. Like, I'm just like, how old are we? Um, the United States is in its Pluto returns and will be for a while. I think it goes till 2025. Um, and the moon is square Pluto. So what that essentially means is that there could be some emotional bullshit um, in our Pluto returns in the United States right now. If you live in the United States, I'm sure you're aware of the political upheaval and bullshit that happens on a daily basis. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. How about in the Tarot department? Yeah. So I'm going to do a little Tarot reading. And I'm going to please take what you like and leave the rest of anything we any of us have said today. Um, anything about astrology, take what works for you and what feels like could be helpful for you. Please don't take things internally and um, turn them around in yourself because we definitely can turn the knife within ourselves the best. So um, 
I'm going to pull three cards right now. And please take what you like out of these and leave the rest. And um, remember, uh, remember that this um, particular deck is um, the, the pride deck. Um, the love is love deck. It is a, every single piece of art is done by a different LGBTQ artist. And so this is the three of wands. And this is the first card. And this card is very much um, about home and what home means to you and what do you need at home. What And so this is honoring what you've done. Okay, you've brought forth, you know, you set up your nest. You got things all set up. You got what you need. And that's what this is honoring is your nest, your home, your space, whatever that may be. And the right now is um, the Eight of Swords, which is actually, <laughs> it's actually about turning the knife on ourselves, about failing to see our own light, about only seeing, about kind of boxing ourselves in uh, with our beliefs about ourselves. Okay, a lot of us have bad critical thoughts about ourselves that end up um, just boxing us in and keeping us isolated. And that's exactly what this is about. How are you isolating yourself? And pay attention to those thoughts because they do have an effect. Um, and so you don't want to turning them in um, inwards and this is a reminder of to pay attention to the thought isolating thoughts and as you go forward <laughs> this is about coming together with people for a like cause so you know we might have to come together to scream for peace in Europe we might have to come together in whatever way we need to and this is about taking action particularly on a subject that we can all agree on and most of us can agree that Russia needs to go home, okay? And they need to leave these people alone, knock it off. And that's, that. I wanna say that to that guy so bad. And so the, <laughs> this is the Six of Swords and I think most of us could probably agree on that, okay? And so most of us could unite over something, okay? But it could also be on queer rights um, or women's rights or any um, of the things that most of us probably agree on, at least people listening to this program. Um, and, you know, this is about embracing that and embracing the camaraderie that comes from that, like the friends that you make on the march or the people that you can go, well, we may not agree on everything, but we can at least agree on this. Okay, we can at least agree that abortion should be legal. Okay, we can at least agree that the government screwed up. Okay, so that's exactly what this is all about. And this is um, the Six of Wands in particular about coming together with beliefs. So remember, it's a lot about beliefs and actions this week. So in the past, it's regarding your nest and how you have everything set up. And as you're going forward, be aware of thoughts and behaviors and actions that keep you isolated. Be aware of the isolating things that you do to yourself. Um, it's not helpful. It keeps you from your light. 
and going forward, make sure that you celebrate the camaraderie that you have with people that you do believe in the same things. There are a lot of us out there that believe in a lot of the same things. And although it's sometimes hard to ignore the people that feel like they're on the other side, you can still find the things that you do agree on, okay? Um, so I wanna just say good luck uh, traversing this week in between eclipses. I feel like it's gonna be intense, but it'll take us where we need to be in the end. Yeah. Blessings and blissings, I like to say. May you have a good week and may you find your own flow for your best life. And thank you, Brighthawk. Thank you so much. Thank you, Hollis. Good job. Thank you, Lacrosse. Thank you. We for appreciate you. Me. <laughs> and thank you to all the listeners. Thank you for listening, subscribing, commenting. Oh, yeah, and if you have a dream that you want interpreted, email Rainbow Soul. You can find all of our contact information at rainbowsoul.show. Just, just reach out to us through there, and uh, if we, when we get your dream, we'll bring it on the air, and we'll interpret it for you. Um, so I look forward to hearing about your dreams, especially the weird ones. <laughs> Uh, yep, the ones you think you can't figure out. <laughs> uh-huh. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. All right. Many thanks. Thank you and good night. Good night. Thank you for listening to this week's Soul Astrology and subscribing, liking, sharing, and reviewing. We hope you enjoy this dose of Soul Astrology and encourage you to embrace the week ahead with an open mind and heart so that you may integrate the deepest of lessons from the stars. Take a moment to step outside and honor the planet, stars, and moon in the sky with your heart. Integrate the messages that resonate and leave the rest for someone else. We deeply appreciate each and every one of you. Always remember that you are a perfectly unique human with an exclusive star map of your destiny, your soul purpose, and your heart's desire. Thank you again for tuning in to Rainbow Soul.